Welcome to the She Wore Black podcast. I'm Agatha Andrews. Today's episode is an impromptu interview with V. Castro about Uvalde, Texas, and the charity book sale that she and Cynthia Palayo are doing with their anthology of Latinx horror writers called Latinx Screams. Cynthia is also working on another anthology that will be released in October for the same purpose, so stay tuned to their social media for that information. I do want to make a correction in my show. At one point, I'm talking about politicians and redistricting, and I said Lloyd Benson when I meant to say Lloyd Doggett. I apologize for that blunder, but the information in the story is still correct. I will post links in the show notes for the book, as well as some charities that are also relevant to Uvalde and gun violence. Thanks for joining us today. Now, on to the show. Hey, V. Castro, thanks for coming on and doing this last minute show, lady. Hi, you know, anytime. I am always happy to come and speak to you and speak to the readers. Um, Yeah, so thank you for having me. Well, and I invited you on because I know that we are both feeling like we need to do something, anything we can for Uvalde. We're two Latinas from South Texas. We know the people of Uvalde, even if we don't know their names, right? Yeah. So I know that I saw your call, basically, that uh, you had some books that you wanted to don- donate proceeds to. And I'm wondering if you can talk to us about that. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we've all been watching the news. Um, I'm from Texas. I mean, it's heartbreaking because I you know, I'm from San Antonio. It's really close. I have cousins with small children. I have, I have a huge family in Texas. Pretty much everyone is there. And, uh, Sina Paleo, she's lives in Chicago, but she, you know, she's, um, encountered gun crime and, and, uh, you know, it's been a part of her life. Um, even though she's in Chicago and, um, you know, she has small children as well. I have small children, but I live in England. And so she was like, you know, we've got to do something. And uh, I saw her tweet. And, you know, uh, years ago, we co-edited a um, all Latinx horror anthology, Latinx Screams through uh, the boutique publishing house that she has, um, Burial Day. Mm. And uh, so we we did that together. And I just said, Hey, why don't we do Latinx screams? You know, it's still there. It's still up. Um, and why not? Yeah. Why not? If you have something that's existing. Um, and I will say that Sina is, uh, doing another project, um, with another publisher that she is editing personally, but that won't be available until October, I believe. Okay. Well, we can circle back for that. Exactly, exactly. So while we're waiting for that, you know, people can purchase Latinx Screams and all of the um, proceeds will go to Uvalde and then watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> watch Cena's um, Twitter, Instagram, all of us, you know, boosting it, uh, the project that'll come later. Okay. Well, you know, it, I'm so glad that you all had something already while we're waiting for, for the other project. Do you know where you want to make the donations to, is it going to be to like GoFundMe's or March, you know, March for our lives or Beto or like, where's um, it going to go? So um, 
for the Latinx screams. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, Sina has a few charities that she had found um, for the other project. Um, and I just said, let's, let's go for it. Let's just make it easy. What's what, what's going to make it easier to just keep money flowing. What's going to make a difference. What's going to make a change. So um, yeah. So again, you know, we'll watch this space for the charities. Um, They, we will say which ones they are, but um, it is to make a difference in not just helping the families, but also changing gun laws and making real change. And people, you know, people know that you're going to make the donations somewhere anyway. So, you know, buying. Oh, there'll be receipts. There'll be receipts. Right. So (laughs) buy the book now. We'll worry about, you know, the details. I mean, because the thing is, we're all flying by the seat of our pants. This entire episode has no structure. That's okay. I know. It's like in a day. (laughs) Well, we're just, I mean, we're all, we all are, you know, on a roller coaster of emotions. Well, I think just because new information just keeps yes. coming out and it's like, it gets worse and worse. Just when I think I can breathe the, you know, and I, and the thing is, is like, I force myself into that position of, okay, I think I'm going to take a breath now. And then I'm hit with something else that just is so much worse than everything before. And, you know, you don't even think it can get worse, but it does, you know, because there's just it's heartbreaking it, there's it so many absolutely questions. it's just, this should have never happened it shouldn't have in the in you know Bethel was right it was totally avoidable and it's frustrating you know I one of the reasons why I'm so glad that it's me and you in this conversation not that we're the only ones but I love that we represent South Texas you know we have this we understand what we're looking at viscerally you know, because all the mass shootings hit us, right? All the mass shootings of children, especially hit us. But what we're looking at is that like V and I know for those of y'all that are listening, we know a bunch of Uvalde's as far as the communities go. This is what Texas people always think that like, we're all like, you know, uh, J.R. Ewing's out here, but that's not that's not Texas. Like Texas looks a lot like a bunch of Uvalde's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then a couple mm-hmm. of big cities and that's yeah. our, that's our state, you know, and communities. What, yes. It's, it's small communities. My mother is from a town. Like I'm from Corpus Christi, which is 350,000 people, but she's from a town just outside Corpus that looks just like Uvalde, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like I told you, like, I know these people, even if I don't know their names, you know? Yeah. And what we know, V, and you know this as well as I do, is that these are oppressed communities. They're kept in oppression. And so when I'm seeing these parents screaming desperately for them to do something, anything, and they're just standing around like they don't give a fuck about anything, I knew, I know what I'm looking at because how many times have we seen this kind of thing before? You know, these are like, like I was saying before you and I started recording, it's like these little, you know, Latino towns that have boss hogs in power because that's, that the, they're all like that. And it's because it's a rigged system set up and designed to maintain that power. And I know that you don't live here, but I know that you still have strong ties to the community and you're never going to not be connected. No, I grew, I grew, I was born and raised there. You know, I didn't leave until I was 
um, you know, I went to college on the East Coast at 18. Yeah, yeah. And then I moved in my 20s. Um, and I've always gone back, yeah. you know, to see my family because they're all there. And, you know, having those memories of, you know, going to school there, primary school, high school, I graduated high school there. Um, but not once did I ever think or fear for my life when I was in school. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would really struggle to send my children to school now. It's very hard, V. And I also work. I would really struggle. I mean, I have small children and my cousins have small children and they, you know, they work in hospitals and they, you know, I, I struggle to even sometimes think like, well, what if, what if I'm like walking in Target with my kids on a trip or a Walmart and we're buying toys and we're just visiting family and someone decides to go in and do something stupid. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it I, makes me, you know, I'm, I'll be in Texas next week, but I'm not bringing my children. Yeah. Well, I understand, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm here with my kids. Like I send him to school the next day and the, and people are like, I don't ever think you see celebrities. I, I wouldn't think that, that dropping my kid off at school, that's the last time, but I don't know why anyone living in America would not think that in the back of their mind every single day that they drop their kids off at school. I yeah. literally I take notes on what my child wears before he leaves the house so that if I ever have to tell an officer or a report, whatever, he's wearing this, you know, so that I, this is that's the world breaking. That shouldn't, that should, but that's not, yeah. that's not the world that we should be living in. It's not the world that we want to live for ourselves. It's a world that other people have created and they, and they continuously and systematically keep it that way. Yep. Well, it lines their pockets and it's exhausting. You know, I was in education for almost 15 years V and I was a librarian for most of that time. And the library is often a target. And so I had classes come through all day, every day. And so I could have 60 kids in the library at any one time you know, um, because I could have two classes going. And so I would have to spend every single day kind of eyeing going, okay, well, I'll be teaching this class at this time on this side of the library. What are we going to do if, and it was every single day, it's literally just part of the way that you think when you have to be in a school building every day, that's not normal. That's not normal. It's not right. And it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's, you know, I, I'm short of like everyone showing up with pitchforks and um, yeah. stringing people like Ted Cruz, yeah. you know, by the scruff of their collars into the streets. Yeah. What's, what is it, what is it going to take? Well, and what I want people to do is understand to stop fucking telling us to vote. We already do the best we can. And when I say that people are like, well, but still, well then, because what happens is a lot of times, like when we have the freeze and we had the ERCOT failing and everything, that was because deregulation from the GOP that's in charge. And people kept saying, well, you voted those people into office, you deserve it. And I'm like, people are dying, but thanks. And what people don't realize is like when people like Beto and other people talk about the voter suppression in this state, I need people to understand the precision of that oppression, of that voter suppression is so 
massive and so precise that not one, but several books have been written about this to where the GOP everywhere else is taking notes on what happened here because it was so effective that they are now doing this in other states. And so states that have been typically blue are starting to see changes. And it's not just misinformation. It is by design. And so people can laugh all they want, but it can be them next. And what they need to understand is like, there's entire NPR stories on how our system is designed. And if people saw the way our districts are drawn, if people understood how hard it is to actually register to vote in the state and that they're purging our votes constantly, that they will reduce the number of polling places open in areas with large uh, people of color populations or urban areas. So like there's areas by Houston that will serve hundreds of thousands of people with one polling place. And then when they show up to vote, the electricity is mysteriously not really working. And for hours at a time, the the voting booths that are available to all of these people in the one place that's available to them are suddenly mysteriously not working V. Why is that? Yeah. You know, so I don't want to hear like, stop fucking lecturing us. I actually do go out and register voters. Mm. I do knock on doors for campaigns. I do the letter writing. I do the postcards. I do the donations. And it's not just me. Like, here's what happened. We flipped our district when Beto ran against uh, Ted Cruz. And I'm in a pretty red area. It's a suburb of Austin. Mm. And so for a long time, this was like always deep red, right? But we worked very hard and we flipped the district. Our district voted Beto. So what happened? Oh, and, we, and that also trickled down to smaller races. So you had like the Texas House. A lot We had voted in a few uh, members that were Democrats to the Texas House. Well, those were very strong in their performance and they stood up and, you know, did the things that we asked them to do. And so what happens last year, they redrew the district lines to like, so that where they're living, they, they now no longer live in the, in the districts that they were representing. And they were, you know, they read and they did that on purpose to every single Democrat that like stood up and, and against some of the bullshit they were trying to do last year. That's dirty. But they do this every time they redraw the lines, every time. Lloyd Benson, they literally drew the lines around his house so that his neighbors to either side of him and across the street could not vote for him. I mean, it's, I'm tired of people yelling at us to, to like, we know what we have to do, but you all don't know what we're dealing with, you know? And, and it's, yeah, it's it's, bananas. It's. I think it's it's kind of you know rich also to claim you're you know the <laughs> like the most free country in the world. You're the most wonderful country in the world when there are people die that you know kids are being murdered, people yeah. don't have clean water. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna point your finger at third world countries. You're gonna point your finger quote at unquote. Oh yeah, you're gonna point. <laughs> Cuba, yeah. you're gonna point your finger at all of these places. Africa, mm-hmm. really? You really think you have stones to throw? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and then you know, 
I just need people to stop saying that Texans deserve what we're getting, that we vote this way. So we have it coming, blah, blah, blah. First of all, people are dying that didn't ask for this. These are people that are doing the best they can, especially in places. Well, look what happened in that grocery store. Yes. Brown and black people are yeah. being. Yeah. Well, and this is, you know, after that happened, I was like, we're going to start seeing mass shootings targeting people of color. And the next two had people of color as their target um, because, you know, I've got my whole thing. I'm not going to start, you know. Yeah without facts. I'm a librarian. I, I, I just <laughs> find it like interesting that every new thing we learn further validates my suspicion, you know, because there's, they, for the, for the way people, people are surprised. And I, and I mean, there's an element of me that wants to be surprised that parents are standing out there screaming and yelling to please go in and do something, but I'm not surprised that they didn't. I feel like, you know, all of those cops that are standing around out there, V, look exactly the way Mike Pence did when he looked in the, um, when he came down to look at the camps that he and Trump had all those uh, migrants placed in. Now, I know that camps have existed for a long time, but they really gave some deeply inhumane conditions. First of all, when they put them in there, they confiscated their glasses, their rosaries, their medicine, the kids' yep. toys, their clothes, everything. They separated them from their parents. Um, they wouldn't give them adequate water or food. They kept the lights on. They gave them foil blankets. They gave them forced hysterectomies, the whole thing, right? Yeah. Mike Pence is looking at they're caged worse than animals. And he's just got the same exact fucking nonchalant face, you know? So I know that we've been dehumanized to the point where it's like, almost you wonder like they want us dead yeah know? and that's how it feels when you're looking that's, at the community yeah that's why this book is called latinx screams well so yeah so talk to us about that because that's I why know, it's called latinx like screams and i knew i wanted it to be called latinx screams and so basically what ended up happening is um uh, another publisher was going to do this but they were you know had some shady practices Oof. There was a bit of controversy. And so then, you know, this project was really kind of, okay, who's going to take it? What's going to happen with it? And Cena um, contacted me and was like, well, look, we'll do it. Um, and so we did. And they're all Latinx writers from every part. You know, we're not a monolith from all over. Of course. Um, you know, you have Hector Costa, who does live in Texas. I mean, he's amazing. Um, you know, we've got Monique Quintana, who she is lives in California. We have, um, you know, I have a story in there, uh, Rio de la Luz, um, Sergio Gomez. Uh, I mean, there are just so many, so many people. Mm -hmm. um, and people absolutely love actually Hector Costa's story um, because it's actually about a chicken plant, a, you know, a chicken processing plant, which, uh, you know, I, wow. and it is an insane story. It is I'm, insane. Wow. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was just, I wanted all of these voices to just scream yeah. whatever they wanted to say. Uh, you know, no, li no limits, say what you want, say what you want to express, you know, 
was I was, you know, the editing was quite light, as in, I didn't want to strip any meaning or any of their voice. Um, and so it's good just to get it out there, you know, for people to read for people to appreciate, and something completely unique. Yeah. And, um, and then the, um, the cover is a tattoo artist, a, La um, a Latino t tattoo artist in uh, LA. And I mean, he's did an amazing job. Yeah, that's um, amazing. I love that you did that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, I knew exactly, you know, because I love metal. And um, actually, as you'll see in Decibel magazine, there's a link that I wrote a uh, music to this, uh, this book, but, um, you know, I thought this would be an appropriate way to um, raise money uh, just in the interim yeah. for Texas. So, cause we've got Texas, Texas voices in there. I'm from Texas. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So I think they would uh, all want to, whether or not they're from Texas. I mean, they all know. Oh, they all are. Yeah. 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 They all know. But they this, recognize. But if you have something like, you know, like uh, I am willing to donate whatever I need to time, energy. Yeah. My books, whatever to, to help, you know, why not? If I, if I'm in a position of privilege to do so, why not? And so um, that's, again, that's why I thought, well, this would be perfect and ask Sina like, hey, can we, can we just use this as a, a, a way to do something? Um, and she was cool with it. So, well, so I, what I, I will do, grab it. Yeah, I'll post the link on show notes and I'll post Thank it on you. Twitter and everything. Um, and people can buy it today. Yeah, you yeah. can buy it today. And, uh, you know, we'll have every, you know, Sina's really busy getting um, her anthology together. Um, so we will, you know, she will have everything together for when it comes to, um, the charity and, but yeah, we just, I mean, buy it, you know, yeah, from yeah. whenever I posted like a day ago or whatever yesterday, buy this book for charity. Um, so basically you guys are going to have two fundraisers going, you're going to have this one, and like then the, the one, one she's working on. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Okay. Um, so you, you mentioned a few of the authors in there. Is there any, you talked about the, the, the chicken one. Let's talk, let's hear about your story too. What's your story about? Okay. Yeah. So I, I went a little kind of funky, something different actually. And it's called Poncho Claus versus Krampus. Fantastic. So, yeah. I actually wrote a, a children's book about Poncho Claus that my agent has. So I'm like, somebody, oh my gosh. it better get picked up soon. <laughs> I hope so. so yeah. Oh so, um, so I wanted to have like two, uh, just a fun Christmas story, but like dark. Yeah. And so, and I grew up with Poncho Claus and, <laughs> you know, and then living in Europe, you know, about Krampus. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. There's so many fun things like, and I don't know, everybody, there's a lot of fun things in here. Well, the whole thing is okay. So, you know, aside from the fact that we are, you know, it's a super, super fun book. You're also going to be making a donation with this purchase to, yeah. you know, family. all of it. Yeah, yeah it's, all of it's it. All good. So you're going to get this amazing fun book that makes V smile when she talks about it. And yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to be and making a donation. Honestly, you will, you'll be you, there, there are voices you've probably never, you might not have um, heard before, but they have other things. So, you know, definitely all of these um, 
writers are worth exploring, especially mm -hmm. their other work. Mm -hmm. um, and so I definitely say, grab it for a good cause, uh, share it, leave a review. Um, and then, you know, when the other yes. anthology, yeah, when the other anthology comes out, you'll, you'll have saved enough to buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which will be really, that'll be a special, you know, that'll really, really be cool. So um, again, it, you don't want it to just be like most things where it's like flash in the pan. It's, um, you know, oh, it's, it's got the news now and then tomorrow you forget. Right. Like this, right. this, this is an on, this will be an ongoing problem. This problem, yes. this is not like a flood that comes and goes. This is not a tornado that's hit. Right. This is something that keeps happening. Those children will never, ever, ever, ever see their parents again. Those parents will never hold their kids again. Yeah. Well, so and I really hope that people will buy Latinx screams and then when the other books released, please, please, please buy that. Um, I'm hoping it'll be that. Oh, it'll be close to Christmas. So buy it as a gift, early gifts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, and, um, you know, perfect for fall anyway. Um, but you're yes. right. It is going to be something that we're always going to be needing help with. And, you know, I, people, you know, Ted Cruz and, and Abbott and fucking boss hog mayor, hat, you know, is like, you're making this political and it's like, we're making this critical to our lives. You can, you can try. I mean, yeah, it's inherent politics. I know exactly. Exactly. That's such a cop-out. That's just the, that is the dumbest yeah. excuse I've ever heard. Exactly. It's just dumb. It, thank you. It is just dumb. And the people who've fall for that and try to say, well, you should just have one door. Kids should not be in prison for school. And somebody else was like, well, you should demand the NRA uh, provide bulletproof vests. And I'm like, that's not the answer. You should demand gu gun laws that will help. You know, um, I, I helped. And Nobody needs an assault rifle. No, nobody, nobody needs to buy an assault rifle. Um, I, I worked really hard on Beto's campaign last time around, and I'm going to get, you know, keep doing that uh, for this. Um, so I hope, you know, whether it's people wanting to, to also, you know, if you don't have money, maybe you have time and you can, you know, phone bank, you can write postcards, you can knock on doors, you can do other things. You can register voters. You, you know, if you get, you can do that course to register voters online now, like, um, and you're going to have to do it county by county because we really don't like to let people, oh, check this out, V. So when I was talking about like voter suppression, yeah, they're using paper shortages as an excuse. Like they're not letting jolt or, or, uh, the, the League of Women Voters like have very many voter registration cards, but then, you know, you can't register to vote online here. So they're like, well, we have paper shortages. You guys can't have that many cards. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck off. yeah, but then they're limiting what we can do online at most at the best right now, we can update our voter registration. If it's current, like if we move and we move in the same County, we can update our voter registration online. That's all bullshit. Isn't it? So, I mean, again, stop screaming at people about voting and why don't you help us, you know, and if, you know, we definitely, if you have a few dollars and you want a few good stories to go with it, let's buy this anthology. They're going to make good, trustworthy contributions. Um, yeah. 
but you can also give time and you can also not be critical. <laughs> so those, those are very helpful things um, yes. that help more than, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and just sharing, just sharing the, the tweets. And then when the other book comes out, share that, if, you know, yeah. uh, get your Christmas shopping in early. <laughs> buy uh, <yes>. it. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, there's just, there are things you can do and, um, well, thank and you then pass the book along to someone else to read after. Thank you so much for stepping up to the plate on that V. It's very hard when you're so um, like emotionally invested in everything. It's very hard to stop and think, well, what can I do? And I, appreciate well, I'm glad Cena, that. you know, um, Cena did, cause uh, actually, uh, months and months ago, there was a video of, we did it again before as well, um, mm -hmm. when there was a video of a young boy, like 10 shot getting picked up by, um, you know, border patrol, and he was by himself. <sighs> and it enraged me. And I was like, Cena, can we release Latinx screams and use the profits for and, and so we don't did a donate a donated to a border charity that I I've personally given money to called Casa Alitas. Oh, uh -huh. and they give money. And um, I mean, it is a Catholic charity, but they are helping yeah. people once they're released from ICE detention. Right. They're actually giving them medical care. They're giving yeah. them flu shots. A friend of They're, mine who's a doctor um, actually does volunteer work with them. She's not Catholic, but because they are so proactive, you know, she I would love to, I would love to um, actually, we'll talk after because I've wanted to, to help this charity besides just give money, which I giving money is, but if there's any way with my, you know, books or with my platform at all, and I've tweeted about Casa Alitas before. Um, I would love to do something for them. Even I would love to go visit them. Actually, they're very hands-on. Um, you yes. know, they do get in there and do the work. And um, you know, people can think whatever they want. You know, but the that's fine. But please understand that they are they are not out there doing missionary work with this charity. No, they are. They are actual medical care. So. They're one of the only ones that really yes. is the, before the pandemic. I mean. Yeah. All these children died in ICE detention. Yes. And Casalitas has done some amazing work. So I would love to to kind of do more for them with them. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll so, see if I can uh, connect you. That my friend who's a doctor actually ran for Congress. Um, but that was a, you know, its own other crazy battle here <laughs> in this voter. Yeah. You know, that's it was it was a difficult race. She didn't win, but she was an, an amazing candidate. So yeah. Um, she was not the only doctor running, and she and all the doctors lost. And it was just amazing that during COVID, every single doctor running for Congress did not win because misinformation. Wow. 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 Yep. <laughs> it's it's good times. Good times. Mm. So anyway, but thank you for stepping up to the plate. Thank you for doing a last thank minute show with Cena me. For Cena, definitely for saying, yes. you know, coming up there. I mean, she, you know, she put that tweet and I could not even, I was like, yes, come on, let's do something. This is just so needed. Yes. And, and thank you to her. Absolutely. And thank, I know she's going to be working so hard because yeah. doing it so fast is going to be just 
really difficult to do. Um, so, you know, thank you for doing that. <laughs> you know, Justina, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we'll circle back, you know, as yeah. we get closer to that for, for that launch as well. So, all right, lady. Well, thanks so much. I'm going to post this today. Everybody go buy the book. (laughs) Yes. Thank you everyone. And watch this, watch Cena's uh, Twitter and, um, you know, Hey, you'll be ready to buy another book then. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Latinx screams. Leave a review. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today for this improvised episode. It means a lot to me and B and the people of Texas. I'll post links to the book as well as GoFundMe campaigns that I know of and Beto's campaign against Greg Abbott and March for Our Lives as well. We all deserve better than this and we absolutely know that you can help us get there. Thanks for joining us today.